welcome. I have a guest today, and she is excited to be here. It is Leanna McElpring, the assistant principal at Barbara Elementary School. She is allegedly one of the biggest fans of the podcast, and I thank her for that. So, Leanne, thank you for being here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I've been watching or listening to you since day one, and I am so excited. I'm fangirling out big time right now. So thank you for having me. That makes one person at least. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) What like what do you like about it? Like, I mean, I've never had like someone so excited. This is great. Well, we met a long time ago ago. at like a conference. Mm And I just thought you were so cool then. And then, you know, I had heard about you and then I started following you on Instagram. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's thing. so, so positive. He does so many great things for his <laughs> staff. Like you're posting of a hundred positives and all that. I tried to Thank copy you. you at Barber. Like I've just always been your biggest fan, but I think you're onto something. Robert. I think you're just a very positive person is what it is. <laughs> well, maybe, but I still think you're onto something. Who do you, well, thank you. We'll try. Yeah. Who, who are you a bigger fan of, me or, or uh, Granger? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just kidding. So if, you, if you aren't as big a fan as, as Leanna, her <laughs> boss, Jeff Granger, was on here earlier, so that's why I asked her that. So there's really not a way to win that uh, that question right there. I know. I just, I know him better than you. That's true. <laughs> He's wonderful. I'm so lucky to work with him every day. He's wonderful, you, truly. You have to say that right now. <laughs> like he's like i'll do this favor for you if you say one nice thing about me on the podcast <laughs> well there you go there's your there's your one nice thing oh no he's great <laughs> what okay so give give people your background how'd you get started how'd you get to where you're at yeah well i grew up in my mom's classroom she was a third grade um, teacher at bartlett okay. elementary way back when and uh, me and my sister both were like, we're going to be teachers. And it was it was no question. That's what I wanted. And went to UNLV, got my teaching license. And, you know, I got to start working at Wallen, where I spent 10 years, um, Shirley and Bill Wallen Elementary up in Anthem. Um, I loved it. I lived in my classroom. Um, I had a really great principal. Mike O'Dowd was phenomenal. And he pushed us to be five-star blue ribbon, wow. which... Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing to be part of that. And then to um, actually, the person that inspired me to be a vice principal or to go into administration, her name's Katie Lombardo. And I know uh, you know her. Yeah, I, I do know she Katie. Is just incredible. And, uh, you know, I was watching her go through admin and, and she's like, you should try it. You're a runner, Leanna. You should yeah. go for it. And so I did. And, you know, it's been wonderful. I got to be here at Barber and I get to be in all these classrooms, helping an entire school community instead of just my own kids. And I love it. I love so it. You're, I mean, you're obviously very positive. <laughs> you are, you know, very excited, passionate, which is great. But yeah. this job that we do can take that out of you. So For there's sure. got to be. So maybe tell people what your favorite part is and then what your not favorite part is. Okay. Well, my absolute favorite part of being an administrator is to be in every kid's life. I mean, you get to walk around the lunchroom. They all know who you are. They all feel comfortable talking to you about the smallest things and the biggest things. And I love celebrating all of them too, like student of the month dance parties and assemblies and just being part of everything. I love it. And I love being in teachers' classrooms and seeing what they're doing. It's like the instructional part of it. I wish I got to do more. Um, the hardest part, <laughs> um, you know, you can't say nothing. There's got to be something. 
Oh, there is. There is. <laughs> I'm trying to. I think the hardest part is sometimes I feel is the parents. And it's like I love, I love making relationships with these parents, but I feel like sometimes that's a big hurdle I have to cross of like, I'm trying to do what's best for the kid and they're trying to do what they think is best for the kid. And it's not always meshing. And mm -hmm. so I think that's sometimes my hardest and most difficult part of the job. So you, and you like, you taught at Wallen, which is yeah. completely opposite of Barber yeah. in socioeconomics. Are the parents still, you still get the same problems. It's just different types of problems. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You get more of them wanting to come to school and be a part of it, but being a part of it, they are also critiquing everything that they see all, you know, because they want what's best just like we do. We want what's best mm -hmm. as well. And sometimes we're just you know, we're fighting for the same thing, but we're not always speaking the same language, you know? Yeah, essentially it comes down. You just have to find the compromise. But, you know, you're, um, I think at Wallen, it's just a whole different um, game. I mean, you always have parents. You're always going to have people that are that are there. But do you find that, well, I mean, do you find parents at Barber, um, I don't know how to say this, but just pick on, they pick on different things, I guess I would say. Like what's important at Wallen isn't necessarily important at Barber. Yeah. But you, yeah, you see both. It's funny because one of my biggest struggles is, and, and this always ends up being bad at first, and then you can kind of get the parent around. But a lot of parents come in mama bear hot, and mm -hmm. they're like, my kid does no wrong. Everybody else is doing wrong to my child. And I get it. I mean, you send your kid off to school every day, and you pray and hope and trust that these people are taking care of your child. But walking in with that mentality and not like the the responsibility taken on the child part, that's the, the struggle because I sit here and I preach it all day to the kids. Like, it's okay to make a mistake. You made a mistake. We got to right. own it. We got to make it right. We got to apologize. We got to learn from it and move forward. And then you call the parent and they're like, no, this happened and this is why they're doing this. And, you know, and that part is I struggle with mm -hmm. because I get it. I understand where you're coming from, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The responsibility needs to be taken on both ends, you yeah. know? It's hard. It's a hard balance. You know, they, like you said, they just come in and they're, they're mom and mm -hmm. they're, they care about their kids or dad, either one. Yes. Um, and, you know, how do you get them to see your side as the educator? It's a constant battle until they trust you. Once they trust you, I think it's easy. Right. Um, but getting that trust is definitely, definitely the hard part. Right. Um, you, so I've asked, I've asked a lot of people this. Um, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that there is a right answer, but when you go from being a teacher mm -hmm. to being an administrator, how difficult is it to sit back and, and basically wonder why can't they do what I do or why can't they teach how I used to teach? How hard, how hard is that for you? That is hard. That is hard, but it's like, I don't know, this job can become your life. You know, sometimes you have to like set that boundary of like, this is just a job, mm -hmm. but you're so important. Like you're so important to these kids every single day. And I don't, I think sometimes it's hard for, 
I don't know, us to see the whole picture of it, like that these kids need you too, and but also have time for yourself and also like your kids at home need you as well, like that balance of it. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be so passionate about something and then walk into the classroom and this this person is so negative and they are just not, you know, they're just so frustrated or done. They've had it to hear. They can't take it anymore. Have you found it hard though to see like, when someone isn't teaching as well as you did, I assume I was never in your classroom, but I assume and you, you see someone. So Shauna was on last week yeah. at Thompson and Shauna and I talk about all the time how she has a hard time being patient with people getting up to where she was. Mm-hmm. Have you found that difficult as the AP as well coming out of the classroom? Yeah, definitely. But I like... I don't get to be in the classrooms that much. I swear I try, but it's like the behaviors that takes my whole day, you know? Yeah. And I, I, and I, you know, obviously we have to do the evaluation process and all that, but I, I would love to do more of that, you know, being in there and coaching them. But I totally know what you mean. It's like, hey, just try this, this, and this, and it'll work. But sometimes people get stuck in their ways and they want to mm-hmm. do what they've always done and they don't want to try that, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. You know, if you get... If you get people who are, um, you know, just kind of burnout, yes. tired, uh, over everything, you throw in this year the district. You know, oh, totally, you, and that makes a world of difference, truly. Yeah, so you, you know, your struggle is you're trying to get people to teach as well as you did, uh, assuming that you were great, which I do, and then <laughs> you're you're you know you're trying to motivate them and push them, and then they're like, I don't want to do this. It's not. No. It's not passionate right now I know you know and then if you throw parents in there who are mean to them or totally students who are tough it's a tough job yeah absolutely and it could consume your whole life you're laying in bed at night thinking about all the ways you need to do this this and this to try to help this kid and you know it's hard it's for sure hard do you find that I don't know um how much extra work you do at night I of course you're always thinking but I found lately I feel like especially the past few years the paperwork and the amount of other stuff is getting worse. And so I find myself working more at home. Yeah. Have you found that as, as a AP? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't get all the paperwork done in a day. Like my Friday, I did back to back to back behavior all day long. And then I didn't get to put anything in infinite campus. I was just with kids all day long, back to back to back. And then lunch duty for two hours, you know. Yeah. But, that, but, that, but Friday was rock your school day. So you didn't get to like have fun? Oh, I, I tried. I tried to have fun. We just, it was a full moon. I yeah. think, I don't know. That plays <laughs> Did you, into you it. rock your school day? I was waiting to see your outfit. Ours, ours is this Friday. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you dressing as? Are you going to keep it a secret? Yeah, I got to keep it a secret okay. in case okay. anything, um, in case anyone, um, in case any parents listen or That's any kids. Cool. I know kids listen, but anyways, it'll be Aww. cool. We got it all planned out, but, um, do you find it hard to balance the fun versus the academic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I There's not enough time in the day, you know? And like even our whole model, work hard, be kind, have fun. It's like we, we preach this all day. We're going to work so hard in class that we can have these fun times, but we don't have enough time. <laughs> Do you find if you, I don't know how many, you know, what schools you follow or, you know, friends that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like, I, I feel like, it's a hard balance between doing fun things like rock your school day or room transformations or whatever. And then um, 
making sure that it is still rigorous and that you're still learning things. It's, you know, you can have, like, we have a house system. We right. have rock your school day. We have fat head assemblies. We got a lot. And you're taking days from the teachers for those activities, but yet they're still expected to perform. Right. So do you, do you see that struggle as well? Totally. And do you have, do you have like clubs after school? Or? We do. We have a lot of clubs yeah. we have. I mean, I, that's awesome. I hope that like with those extra opportunities too, that kids get, you know, this just extra little, but you know, there's some kids that can't come, can't make it, you know? Right. But it is hard. It's definitely hard to balance that for sure. It is. What do you, um, if you could make one change just in the assistant principal role. Okay. You know, you're usually habitually, you're responsible for testing and bullying. But if you could change the AP role somehow, what might you suggest to anybody that has any power? It's a really good question. Or do you just like it the way it is? You're completely good with your role and your thing. <laughs> it's just a lot. It's a lot for one person. And I was so grateful. I always say Jeff bought me Scott Rivera, yeah. my other AP, yeah. because yeah. I don't know how I did it before. There's just too much to do in a day. And I mean, sometimes me and Rivera don't even see each other. We're like ships passing because we are behavior this, that running around everywhere. And I just feel like the workload is too much. And I don't know how you did it. You did it without an AP, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Like, how? How did you, you do that? You walk fast and you prioritize a lot. Jeez. <laughs> so those sort of things. And then the paperwork part too, like I get the purpose of it, right? If I ever got sued, this paperwork would be there for me. It's just, it's important to have, but it takes hours, hours. Yeah, I was talking to um, my supervisor today. And I was telling her, like, I hate paperwork. Yeah. And we kind of concluded that the vast majority of it has no ROI. No ROI. No ROI. Mm -hmm. So, but it's just all compliance. And that just drives me crazy because it's not what it, the job isn't what it used to be. No. Um, you used to be able to help people a lot more and instead of doing all this stuff. But you keep talking about behaviors. In your opinion, why are there more behaviors than back when we started? That's a good question, too. Well, I mean, I ask good questions. You <laughs> yeah. do. You do. This is just all speculation. but That's okay. It's your opinion. It's a higher order, higher <laughs> order Bloomsburg there. So your opinion. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. If, see, I, I have nothing to compare this to. So I have my okay. own classroom. And then I got hired in the midst of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so this is all I've ever known. And it's been pretty consistent for the past three years that I've been an assistant principal. But um, I don't know if it has to do with COVID and like not getting our kids out as much when they were younger to socialize or or if it's, you know, the economic stuff and parents having to work multiple jobs and not being able to spend as much time with their kids and leaving them to their own devices of just watching YouTube and mm -hmm. TikTok and all that stuff. But, you know, a majority of the kids that come in my office, I know are doing things that they saw and, you yeah. know, on YouTube or they're saying things that they've heard on TikTok. And it's like, I'm I'm fighting a battle I can't win because I can't take those those things away from them when they get home, you know. Right. Do you have any kind of? Um, this might be just something that you and and um, Jeff have said, but you know where do where do you draw the line on 
say, knock it off, get back to class versus I'm calling your parents. You know, I struggle day to day with things that I deem as ultra important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's harder now because there's so much. I mean, if, if you wanted to. If you wanted to send kids home for saying a bad word on the playground, you could do it all day, every day. Totally. Totally. So as, as you know, as you look at your job or at Barber, where do you all kind of draw the line? That's funny you ask that because I think this is one of my biggest struggles when I first started is like, so Jeff Granger is a dean. So it's like cut and dry as a dean. You mess up, you go home, right? Like that's not. Yeah. So when I first got here, it was like, you you try to understand where they're coming from, what made them do that. Um, and then you start to feel like, oh, you know, like they're, that's just, they're going to do better next time. Like, this is why they did it, you know? So I think I struggle with this a little bit, but Rivera and I kind of got to the understanding of if they are not habitually in trouble, we'll let those little things slide. Maybe we do a quick little restorative justice with my awesome counselor or something, but we let it, you know, consequence moving on, maybe something little here at school, like. I don't know, missing recess, which I know that's not a big no-no, but it doesn't happen often. But then, you know, the big things, the kids who are getting in trouble all the time and really struggling with behavior, that's when we take it to that next level. And also we have this thing where if kids, you know, tell don't tell us the truth, then when we always tell them, we're going to double your consequence because mm-hmm. now you've wasted my time and I have to go do this, this, and this. If you just owned it, yeah. we could have just fixed it and moved on, you know? Right. And I had a fifth grader once, sorry, who used to like literally come up to me and just be like, Miss Mack, I just punched somebody in the face. I'm like, okay, let's go figure it out. You know, and I love that because I can work with that. I can fix that. But if kids are denying, 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 they're not taking accountability and I'm trying to make them do that. And it's just harder. (laughs) So, yeah, I I hate when I have to like hunt people down. And so with our house system and the Thompson 10 plus one, being honest, exhibiting honesty is one of them. So um, if they do that, then I'll just give them a house point right then. And so then I'm reinforcing being honest, but then, okay, now we got to deal with. Now we're to deal with the actual. I have right. a question for you. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so I think one of the biggest bummers about school nowadays is that this is not explicitly taught. Like there is not a class on honesty and integrity and perseverance and all these things that we find valued, right? I mean, we get creative and try to find ways to teach it in other places, but how do you teach it at your school? So we do, we try to do it through, well, we have our house system Mm -hmm. and we have what's called the Thompson 10 plus one. So there's essentially 10 ways that you can earn a house point. Mm -hmm. And within that, um, there's, there's things that revolve around growth mindset or being a successful human. Many years ago, I went to a conference in New Orleans and I listened to a guy named Ross Green and he was talking about the seven ways to be to raise successful adults. Yes. And one of them was teach them to be honest, you know, teach them to um, show up on time, all those things. Right. And so I was like, okay, this is great. How do I get this into a school? And then a week later I was at Ron Clark Academy and I was walking down a hallway and had a TV that had house points. And I was like, that's it. Yeah. So then we took, we started the house system at Smith. And within that, you earn your house points by being honest or other ways that you're successful. And it's just adapted over time. Um, It works well because the way we have the house system set up is when 
at the end of the semester, the winner gets to go on the field trip. So they get some intrinsic value out of it, but it's just ultimately reinforcing those skills over and over and over again that uh, that works. I've actually thought about, um, as we get bigger, I've thought about having a special that basically teaches SEL and teaches yeah. life skills and all that. Um, and I might go that way in the future, but it's really, really hard. And I think we're, with society kind of moving the way it is, it's even more difficult to get them to take responsibility for their actions and, and right. things of that nature. And so. I just feel like these things are so important, even for the kids to be ready to learn any academics, because if this is in turmoil, if they're being awful to each other and, you know, it's sad hearing kids say things like, you know, I had to shave my, you know, my, my hair on my arms because kids were making fun of my arm hair. And I'm like, no, who yeah. don't do that? Like, why are we doing this? That's not okay. You know, it's sad that the the society is getting to where, um, you know, social pressures. It's it's probably already been there from when we were younger, but right now, you know, you can see things online and they take all of that so literally. I know. Oh, if you have arm hair, you're you're yes, weird. Something. Or yeah. No. So we're reason. we're fighting the we're fighting the social media which makes our job way more difficult. Oh my gosh, I know. You, um, you, I don't know, it was years ago. Year. <laughs> um, I did a podcast with Abby uh-huh. back in the day where I was talking about not slowing the high kids down. Yes. <laughs> and you, you text me and you're like, this is my favorite episode ever. Sorry, it was probably really late too. <laughs> no, it's okay, it's okay. Um, I always appreciate the feedback. <laughs> Now, I have had some teachers who do not like that statement. Mm-hmm. Why do you like it and agree with it? Well, I just feel like we're doing them such a disservice. You know, you've got, let's just kindergartner, okay? You've got this kindergartner walking into kindergarten, knowing his letter names and letter sounds. But we are making that child sit through instruction of letter name and letter sound when they already have that mastered. It's just... You know, and then this is the behaviors that we start to see with those kids, too, because they're bored. And, you know, it's hard. I totally understand where teachers are coming from. Like, now I not only have to create one lesson, but I need to create a lesson for my high kids, a lesson for my on-grade level kids, a lesson for my below. And then I have to implement that in the classroom all while keeping the others busy. Like, it's it's so hard. But it's so important. It's so important. You know? It is. You know, and some people, um, I think people under well, I think some people understand what I'm getting at or what you're saying, and it is just really difficult to plan for all of that. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the way the district's going now with HMH and or Envisions, <sighs> yeah, and it's so opposite of what I believe and what I believe you believe, mm-hmm. and it's really really frustrating. So like one of the things that drives me nuts and second grade knows this, I walk in, (laughs) they should know it. I've said it before. I walk in and they have a whole group phonics lesson. It could Mm -hmm. be K one or two, just like you just said. Well, if there's a kid that's reading at a sixth grade level, do they really need to sit through that lesson on, on that? No. So then I think, Oh, okay. We're, we're slowing the high kids down again. Right. We're wasting their time. I often want to, I, I, don't, I can't do this, but I would like to have a staff development day where I say, okay, everybody, today we're going to set up Instagram accounts. 
the people who are already insta famous are gonna be like why are we doing this yeah <laughs> and the people who don't have it will be like okay and i'm just gonna go step by step okay one go to instagram.com and, and try to make them understand that way hey that's really cool because yeah. you have the, the tech savvy people who already have an Instagram be like whizzes and the others like, you know, that makes Yeah, sense. but but I'm not going to let them have their phones. I'm going to do like a direct <laughs> a, a direct instruction lesson on it where yeah. they have to sit through and watch me log on and make sure that you don't have the caps on. Uh-huh. I, I can't, I hate to get that explicit with it, but I don't understand why people can't get the concept does that make sense i I completely understand why they don't do it because it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of planning Mm -hmm. but i don't understand why they can't grasp that concept i know i mean maybe it's the like what if there was an explicit time to teach that i mean because you know at wallen i come from literally homogeneous grouping across the board so it was like 30 minute of heterogeneous reading. The rest was power hour. So switching between groups and then math was completely homogeneous. And we did this all the way from kindergarten on, you know, but, you know, we're starting a little bit of that here. And, um, my teachers are walk to read. Yeah. I would call walk to read. And my teachers are incredible, like incredible, but I do, I get pushed back because it's like, you come from a different kind of school. So it may have worked up there, but it's not going to work here. Or um, like, when do we have the time to do this, 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 and this? And I, I get it. I get it. But yeah, I, I wonder often, you know, walk to read or um, we call IE blocks. Some teachers do IE blocks, um, intervention enrichment. I think one of the challenges of that is I'm giving my kids to a colleague that I don't trust. Yes. And I get that. That's hard. I get that. We've all had that. We've all had a great level colleague. You're like, oh, I'll keep my kids. I right. Can, you I just can do sure. that. I know. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But, so it's just fascinating to me. Again, I understand the work component. But you know, then we also have things like exact path. So mm-hmm. hypothetically, if the kid doesn't need OR or make sure they don't need OR, okay, Leanna, you don't need OR. Go to exact path. Right. You know, so then you're not slowing them down. But for some reason, maybe it's control, maybe Maybe. it's classroom management, but they don't want to let the kids go. I mean, at the end of the day, their grade book is going to reflect, you know, it's I I get that part of it, too. Like if so, Sally is failing and reading and half of her time was spent with so and so it's not all on me. It's only, you know, but that's where that mentality of like, all these kids are our kids. Every single kid in this grade level is my kid, you know? Yeah. I I agree with you. We agree on a lot of things. I just don't know how we can get everybody else. I know. We struggle. We struggle with this. I've struggled every school with, with this because you can get, get the vast majority of people swimming in the right direction Mm -hmm. but sometimes they want to swim over here alone Mm -hmm. they're kind of going the right way but they're not really going with the group right it's it's a constant struggle you like i use the golden knights all the time they're all going for the same thing they're all they're all trying to do the same thing um so why can't we in education do that but then you go the flip side okay well, we're all going to go in the same direction with HMH. Mm-hmm. Which, Ugh. why are we covering eight standards in one unit, though? Uh, my, so my guess, my guess is they have found that 
many people aren't covering more than one at a time. Therefore, they're not getting through all of them um, in a year. And that is therefore causing scores to be low. That's my guess. Now, you also get the people that would say, well, you can't just teach it in isolation and then just forget about it. So the program has then spiraled spiraled back and put more in there. I can understand that. My problem is I just don't like, I don't like the pacing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's just really slow from what I've seen. And I don't like programs. I mean, I've made that, no. No, I've made that very, very clear. I think we need to teach teachers to use whatever they need to teach the standards right. and then make them better at spiraling back or, or, um, you know, hitting, hitting different uh, topics when they're teaching. Like, why can't you, if you're, if you're doing a read aloud and you have covered character traits, just throw something in there real quickly, even though you might be doing setting. Right. That makes sense, but it just doesn't match our grade book. Right. So each standard is explicitly separate in the grade book. So you can't assess kids on eight standards and then put it in the, so that doesn't mesh. And then well, they're finding too. They're finding too that if you assess um, maybe a standard that has two problems and they get only one right, then the fifty is going in the grade book and it's tanking the rest of the grades, right? Because of the way it's weighted, right? Or I remember like going through trainings when I first, you know, like I, when I first started, we were using the basal verbatim, like it was, and then we moved to this whole like standard based instruction. And this this analogy, they kept saying we want them to dig deep, right? Mm-hmm. Not be surf level, surface level. We want them to be masters on the standard. How can you do that though if we just sprinkle it in? I mean, they're they may become masters, and what mastery by the end of the year, fine. But how do we measure that? If we're just sprinkling another challenge, in. another challenge. Teaching's hard. It Teaching's is. It's hard. There's so much, and then you know you have me <laughs> saying, "Don't slow the high kids down. Do this. Do I that." <laughs> it's what fun do you time. have them do in the classroom to meet the needs of the high kids? So that's that's the struggle for a lot of them. So I have this debate with a teacher at Thompson a lot. She believes that third, so third grade. She'll know who I'm talking about. <laughs> they just need to go deep, deep, deep. They got to be able to do third grade and third grade well. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, understandable. But what if they do fifth grade? Like, what if they're past third grade and they know everything? Mm-hmm. Well, then that's, you know, you can't slow them down that way. So it's really just difficult because as a third grade teacher, at the end of the year, they got to pass the third grade aspect. Right. But when you throw a map in there, they got to grow everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. So third, fourth, and fifth have that that conundrum about what do I do? What do I do? And they have to balance using exact path or we have accelerated reader reading trailblazers to challenge right. the high kids um, in order to you know fill in the gaps up here. Then you also hope that they can use um, use like Bloom's vocabulary or use mm-hmm. different things such as you know for this group you go write a different ending to the story. Right. Or when I was in fourth grade, I would have, you know, the students that knew it. And I would say, you're going to go build a, a city. You need to have this many vertices, this many squares. This one needs to have an area of 25. Go. Right. And, and you would just let them do their thing. But but again, that takes time, effort, mm-hmm. planning. And I think in today's world, teachers are just so burnt out with everything else. That is difficult. It is. It is. Yeah. And you can, I just, you know, the 
I, the kids that were in my high group, they were not masters of anything until they were able to teach it to somebody else. Right. And like you, could, you can even take those standards and make them like become the teacher of that standard. And you're still within the grade level, you know, you're just pushing them a little further. Or like you said, applying it to something else. Now you have to build something. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's just hard to let that. It's so easy to say, everybody do this worksheet. Yeah. Everyone do this worksheet. Yeah, that's true. When do you, um, I don't know if when, because I don't, do you have aspirations of being a principal? Do you want to get in the pool? Uh, and if not, why not? <laughs> well, I, um, I always tell Jeff this, like, I want to be a master at this position. Like but I you're want never, you're, you're <laughs> never going to be ready. You just, no matter how much you understand, you're never going to be ready. He said the same thing, but I just like, you know how, I don't know. I, I, I hate to admit this, but sometimes you are like about to walk into a situation and you get a little bit of it, that anxiety all the time. I don't want that anymore. I just want to be so confident and <laughs> knowing what I'm going to do. With that. I, I hate to tell you this, but you're always going to have it. Like Aww. John and I, we've been talking lately about how like I don't like when I have that that feeling like yeah how this is gonna go or I don't know what to do I don't like it but I mean no. this is like year eighteen of this stuff and I still get that do uh, you that makes me feel better yeah okay good yeah because you just never know how things are gonna turn out and it's you think you do but what yeah. if what if and then you know you get a really serious situation where um you know maybe it's a child mm-hmm. protective thing or uh, you know a weapon thing and you're like oh I don't know uh, what do I do. Um, so I don't think that ever goes away. So you got to take that excuse away. So what else is holding you back from? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, part of me is like, where, so I'm like year 13. So like, where, where else do I, I mean, I guess I become a principal and then what? I'm a principal for 17 years. Like, well, or you, or you have, you know, a sparkling record and you take over and become a assistant <laughs> soup and help yeah. everybody else at a bigger level. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I'm open to it. I'm not totally against it. I just, I've, I keep feeling like I want to handle more stuff and have more experience and know more. Um, you know, I'm trying to learn all the front office stuff too, as much as I can you know, just things that there's so many things you have to be a million and one people in one day, therapist, mom, like everything in one yeah. day. And I, yeah. you know, but I think that's where you have to trust your people. I mean, there's, there's certainly things that I don't know, right? Uh, but I trust Shauna or, you know, the ladies in the office. That's and if true. I don't, then I call you or <laughs> <laughs> you or Jeff or, you know, yeah, other people. you have your people to call. Yeah. Cause you forget things. I mean, I mean, once a year, I feel like I ask you how to put something in the infinite campus. <laughs> so I love you know, it. But is there, other than the fact that you don't think you know everything, mm-hmm. is it, what else is holding you back? I'm a, you know, you talked about this on the last podcast with Shauna, but I am terrified of like the scary things that could happen at a school, you know, and it being all on you. And it is all on me now anyway. Like, yeah. It's not like it's all on him. It's all of us, especially with APs being in charge of the safety stuff. But that stuff scares me. You know, my kids are still little. Sure. So that may be part of it. I think that one works. I mean, that's a decent one because you don't want to, you don't want to take away from them as well. Yeah. And when you're principal, I probably, uh, I don't want to say that there's more work. I think it's just different work Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. 
Yeah. Um, you have to be on call all the time, huh? Like, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I just think you, you just, again, it comes back to just trusting the people to do it. That's where I get frustrated is when I trust people to just do stuff. And then, then and something goes haywire and I'm like, ah, why? You're like, wait. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. All right. Last question. So okay. actually, all right. So I ask this people all the time. Uh-huh. Overall, when you look at the district of the state, if you could change one thing about education, what would you change? Oh, my goodness. That is a good question. One thing I would change. I would. Mm-hmm. I just want quality people here for the kids and a lot of them. I want a lot of them. I want to make a difference by like having enough people here to do all of these things that these kids need, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So like you're, you're no different than a lot of us is if there was people lined up that were right. good, I think it would make things better. You have, you know, if you could just, if you knew that you lost a teacher, but oh, a great teacher is just right there. Right. Ready to be hired. Right. That would make things different. I know. And you, you recently lost a teacher, right? Was one moved somewhere else. And like, now you have to go through the whole process of finding someone or just a long-term sub sits in there, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It, hopefully you have a long-term sub that you know is really good, but if sometimes you don't and it's you just, don't. and it's, that adds a whole nother element to my job. Cause now I'm like having to, you know, make sure that this person is doing what they're supposed to be doing too. And And, you know, I just, and along with that, teachers need to be paid what they're, what they earn as well. And they need to feel valued as well so that they, I can ask them to do these things. And it's not so, you know, so the, so like I'm asking for so much, you know? Right. So, well, I I appreciate you being one of the most loyal, biggest fans of the podcast (laughs) and, uh, and everything else. And hopefully you'll come back on sometime, but even though you agree with me, in the end, it's all about perspective. <laughs> all right, Mackle Frank, thanks much, and I'll uh, I'll have you back on sometime. Thank you.